Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is the Literary Gardener for January 30th, 2020. The topic this week is five fantastic reasons to grow edible mushrooms, plus some how-to tips. Don't be intimidated or delay your foray into mushroom growing because it seems too complex. Just get growing. Chris Holstrom, Growing Your Own in Fantastic Fungi 2019. Last time, I said that mushrooms are one of the key ingredients in umami-intensive dishes, and I mentioned that mushrooms are not as difficult to grow as home gardeners might think. Inspired by author and mushroom grower Chris Holstrom's can-do attitude, I've decided to try growing some of these fantastic fungi myself. Before I get into fungiculture details, though, let me explain why I believe including mushrooms as part of our gardening efforts is a great idea. First, mushrooms are delicious. Their texture and flavor make them an ideal meat substitute for cooked vegetarian dishes, or they can be eaten raw in salads. I eat a lot of mushrooms, so it makes sense for me to grow them at home. Second, by growing our own mushrooms, we can try varieties that are not typically available in grocery stores. White button mushrooms are the most common varieties sold in stores because they have a longer shelf life and transport better than other mushrooms. Why not try something different that we can eat fresh picked from the garden? Tasty but delicate oyster mushrooms, for example, are not commonly found in markets, but they are one of the easiest kinds of mushrooms to grow just right for beginners. Shiitake mushrooms are another easy-to-grow variety that are usually sold in stores only after they've been dried. Third, growing mushrooms at home is an act of environmental stewardship because we're not adding to single-use plastic wrapping in our landfills and we're not adding carbon dioxide emissions into the atmosphere from transportation vehicles. Fourth, Trying our hands at fungiculture stretches the gardener's skills. If you've been gardening for years and are looking for a new adventure, growing mushrooms fits the bill. Fifth, and perhaps the most compelling reason to grow mushrooms, is that the experience brings us in intimate contact with the mysteries of mycelium. All our lives, we've been treading on top of the largest living organism on Earth, and we've probably never even realized it. Mycologist and author Paul Stamets says that mycelium, an underground network of fungal cells, is the foundation of the food web. It's what holds all life together. No wonder his book and the just-released movie are called Fantastic Fungi. Cultivating mycelium and its fruiting bodies, in other words, mushrooms, allows us to become more familiar with this awesome yet enigmatic life form. To know fungi is to love fungi. So gardeners, it's time for us to fall madly in love. Are you ready to get growing? Here then are the basics. Mushrooms can be grown indoors or outdoors. For indoor gardens, start with a grow kit available from several online suppliers. Once you're successful at using a mushroom kit, you'll be motivated to try different indoor growing techniques. If you want to cultivate mushrooms outdoors like me, then you have two choices. Either grow them in logs or stumps or in a raised bed that does not receive direct sun. I'm going to try both methods to see which one works best within the microclimates of my landscapes in Medford and Bandon. 
In Medford, I'm utilizing a raised bed that hasn't been much used much in the past few years because it's tucked partially underneath the spreading branches of a Japanese maple. My plan is to dig out most of the soil in the bed and then in early March replace it with layers of fresh wood shavings from late winter pruning, fresh horse manure, and some of the soil from the bed. Each layer will be watered so the substrate is moist. I'll inoculate the layers with pink oyster mushroom grain spawn. This is a tropical species that's better suited for warmer climates. Blue oyster mushroom spawn prefers cooler temperatures to fruit. I've learned that successful gardening in Medford requires that I have protective cover available in case of early spring frost and summertime heat waves. This is particularly important for outdoor fungiculture, as is keeping the substrate moist by watering during our dry summer months. In Bandon, I'll grow shiitake mushrooms in logs made from freshly felled red alders. Shiitake strains like to grow on hardwoods, but I also have some conifers to thin out, so I'm going to experiment with growing blue oyster mushrooms in Douglas fir logs. I'll use branches or logs three to six inches in diameter and two to four feet long from trees that have been felled no longer than a month prior to inoculation, so native fungi or bacteria have not yet colonized the wood. I purchased mushroom plug spawn, which will be hammered flush with the wood into one-inch deep holes, drilled in staggered rows over the entire log. I'll use a 5 16th inch bit and space the holes six inches apart and the rows two inches apart. The holes should be covered with wax to keep moisture in and bacteria and competing fungi spores out. The logs need to be stored off the ground in a shady area. I'll stack them horizontally, log cabin style, to allow air circulation, or they can be leaned vertically against a supporting structure. Logs also need to be watered during the summer so they don't dry out. If conditions are favorable, I might get a harvest of mushrooms in the raised beds and or on the logs this fall. However, I may have to be patient and wait until next year for the mycelium to fruit. In the meantime, it will be fascinating to observe the spawn run, which is the process of mycelium's white filaments called hyphae fully colonizing the substrate. This time, I'll know what's happening underneath the surface, and I'll know just how fantastic fungi really are. And that's it for The Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gardening!